the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. One of my favorite songs is Genius of Love by the Talking Heads. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Welcome, welcome. Happy New Year and such. Genius of Love starts off with a phrase, what you going to do when you get out of jail? I'm going to have some fun. What you going to consider fun, fun, natural fun? It's got a great line in it talking about Bob Marley, Smokey Robinson, Sly and Robbie. There's a little bit about taking cocaine, Bohannon, 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 Bohannon. And then out of nowhere, the drummer from the Talking Heads goes, James Brown? James Brown. James Brown? James Brown. It's a deep song, but I'm not sure what the heck it's about. So I'm going to steal that and go, Joe Biden? Joe Biden. I'm going to get into real estate here in just a second. Give me two more seconds. Joe Biden? Joe Biden. What is Joe Biden, the 46th president-elect of the United States? What's he going to do to have some fun, fun, natural fun? He's got a long list of housing plans. And as a person who owns a house, as a Californian, as Americans own homes, 56% plus of us, as mortgage rates are near record lows, but they will be moving as the 10-year treasury now is creeping higher and higher, 1.1%, way higher than it was at 40 basis points or 60 basis points or struggling in the 70 and 80. It's moving higher, which means the cost of borrowing should move higher as well, making housing less affordable. That's on one hand. On the other hand, you get a new president-elect that we're going, what you going to do to have some fun in real estate? Much of the legislation outlined by Biden's campaign was a long shot during the election. But when two Democrats won Senate seats in January, suddenly the presidential mandate might have shifted a little bit from moderate to a little bit more liberal. I'm not sure if that's a fair statement to say but it feels that way. Joe Biden had a long list of proposals when he was campaigning. Some of them we know probably weren't legit, but ideas to get people to go out and vote for him. I know you're saying you're sarcastic. You're caustic. You're mean. You're bad. Yes. I, I don't really trust politicians when they're campaigning. How can you tell of a politician's line? His lips are moving, right? Dun dun I'll be here all day. Joe Biden, a long list of proposals. $640 billion, in fact. 10-year housing initiative. So after the elections, now we're going to go, what's going to actually happen? Biden's housing plan is big. One of the big ones is he wants to create more affordable housing. Sounds good to me. Let's see what it means. The combat of housing costs would be how do you combat housing costs rising you make more houses 
You throw $100 billion in the affordable housing fund, $65 billion of which would be pulled towards building and rehabbing affordable housing in places where there are shortages. Ooh. Since the 1980s, this idea has created 3 million affordable housing units thanks to $10 billion investment. So here is a $100 billion investment. So I would say that we haven't really made a dent into affordable housing in the last 40 years as rents keep climbing. Now, again, some places are rent controlled. I get it. A lot of Republicans have criticized Biden's plans to raise income taxes on individuals making over $400,000 a year. That is amongst Biden's bolder tax proposals that have now a greater likelihood of passing a Democrat-controlled Senate. There is a 1031, which is very, very popular in California. It's a line of code from the IRS, 1031, where it allows you to exchange property and defer capital gain taxes at the sale of an investment as long as you keep it in a like-kind asset. So I have a home right now that I bought for $900,000. It's worth $2 million. If I were to sell it and buy another home that's very similar, or if I have a business that I bought for $900,000 and it's worth $2 million, I could sell that as long as I buy another business property. And it all kind of works out with the local and state tax authorities. So it's very... It's a very keen strategy that's used effectively by investors in real estate. Avoiding essentially a capital gains tax of 20% from your first office property and transferring it into your second one and deferring that capital gain. So if I were to boil down what 1031 means for a lot of investors, real estate investors, is immediate tax savings. So real estate investors, of which our president, current president, loves 1031s. Biden has proposed ending it for people who have a yearly income of more than 400000 That would significantly hurt a lot of Californians. I know lawyers in this industry of real estate that make money consulting you on 1031s. And I'm not going to say they're unscrupulous, but let's just say I've never invited one over for dinner. Um, many of Biden's tax plans are expected to pass swiftly through the Democrat-controlled Senate, real estate tax breaks included. The new Congress could squash the 1031. And you may already be too late in how to plan for it because the calendar's flipped. There's going to be a big unwinding of cuts made by the Trump administration. I don't. I hope that's not the future of politics, where a president gets in, uses executive orders to push and promote regulations that he wants, and then a uh, president from a different party gets in and undoes them and pushes and promotes regulation for himself and his party. It's too ping-pongy for me. It's too ping-pongy. So the Biden administration plans on amping up funding to traditional housing. So what I'm going to try to get at here is if you're going to help more people get into more homes, you're going to create a potential unintended consequence. Some of these people that you're saying, hey, we want to get more people into homes, they're not in homes because standards-wise, 
they can't service their loans for any period, given period of time. That's the thought. Now you're saying you're just being a mean Republican, Rob. I'm not. I'm saying a lot of people own homes today, yesterday, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, who shouldn't really own a home, who should be renters. But because the promise of the American dream is so lucrative and luring to people, we tend to overstep our bounds. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Watching a little bit of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I like trivia shows. Um, I saw the first expedition of Christopher Columbus. What year was it? Was it? 1692, was it 1492, was it 1892, or was it 1776? And I'm like, ooh, ooh, 1492. It had 91 people on it, I remember. Santa Maria, the Penta and the Nina. And I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if I can say that out loud. I wonder if Jeopardy can say, have that question up now, because like, we're in such a cancel culture. Watch out! Yes. So let's move forward, shall we? Um, despite stimulus help, fewer than four in 10 Americans can pay for an emergency of a $1,000 expense. You should have two to six months of your income saved up in a cash account for an emergency. And yes, potentially a medical bill or car repair would count as an emergency. But that's why, again, I continue to harp on you. I'm trying to get you to retirement. And like some people are like, yeah, I can't get you to retirement. I need more money. I hate you, Rob Black. You invest in Apple and I didn't. I'm making minimal. I, I'm not trying to play that game. And I don't want to be canceled. But fewer than four in 10 Americans, that's not good. We do need more stimulus, but we also need to educate America. One of the better tweets that I've seen in the last three months, as all this political shenanigans have gone on, is Americans' education system has failed. And I, to a large degree, as someone who went through it and is a parent, I kind of agree. Um, and I hate to say it, but to get an A on a term paper in college 30 years ago wasn't the most difficult amount of work. And my brother David said to me before I went to college, he said, um, you have to try to get a D or F. Teachers start you off as C's. I'm like, really? And it's kind of true. You show up to class, you should get a C. Yeah, and now, again, there's some things like advanced chemistry, uh, thermodynamics. Like, There's stuff that I'm not going to ever figure out, nor do I want to. Smarter people can do that. You big math brain nerd. But I think our education system has failed, and a lot of the problems we see in society today are tied towards our education system. It starts there. And again, I'm not blaming teachers. I'm not blaming funding. I'm blaming the execution of... What, where we are and the questions that we don't ask. Does my kid really need to take French? Does my kid really need to take Spanish? Does my kid really, or should he be focused on his weakness, reading versus Spanish? Or, or I know a language like, so anyway, I'm digressing and I don't want to. I'm just saying four in 10 Americans can't cover a thousand bucks. That's a reflection of our education system, but it's also a reflection of people not being prepared. $200 billion of Bitcoin have been wiped off the cryptocurrency market in the last 24 hours as Bitcoin pulls back. Carrie Underwood has signed an equity deal with sports drink maker Body Armor. 
I don't know much about Carrie Underwood, but I believe she fell down some stairs a few years ago and scarred her face. And she's like, I look hideous. Don't look at me. I'm a troll. And then she comes out. I'm like, you look good. You look fine. I don't see any scars. But she signs a deal with body armor. Not a bad thing. Country music woman. Like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like seeing some like, well, I don't need Buster Posey catcher the San Francisco Giants drinking body armor to tell me that he gets better batting performance and bat speed because of it. I want to see someone different. Country singer. I'm in. Former American Idol winner has a successful apparel line with Dick Sporting Goods and a fitness app. Uh, I should come up with a, a, a sporting app, huh? Get into Rob Black shape called Puffy White Guy. Puffy Caucasian with a two-pack. No. Um, Again, sometimes it's the branding relationships that really, really do well. Kobe Bryant was an original investor in body armor. So now we get Carrie Underwood. James Brown? No, Carrie Underwood. James Brown. Wall Street's optimistic on COVID's one dose vaccine. Wall Street's optimistic on Johnson Johnson COVID one dose vaccine. That's what I'm trying to say. That's all good. That's not bad news. That's good news. Stocks are off their lows. Tesla's down 4%. Twitter's down 5%. Are we due for a correction? The answer is we are. Will it happen? No one knows. We were due for a correction this time last year before COVID hit. We were in a nine-year bear bull market that was becoming 10 years. And then COVID hit, and we, we went straight into a bear market. We did not pass go. We did not collect $200. We went straight to jail. Now it's, it's time to say, should I be pulling a little? Maybe. Depends on your time frame. Depends on your amount of success. Depends on your ability to do the stuff without emotion. Gilead Science is in the news today because they've got an Alzheimer's disease treatment that's keep doing well. Plus, they've got demand for their Rimsdivir treatment. Okay. Check. That's a good story. Lulu Lemon, who once made black sheer yoga pants. And the thing that you don't want is see-through sheer. And they had that problem. So women were going to yoga wearing tight pants. And you could see their, how shall we say, their underwear underneath them. That was a buying opportunity in the stock. Athleisure is a trend in clothing. Alphabet, Amazon, Google, and Apple were all... No, Google and Apple removed Parler from their app stores. But Amazon stopped letting Parler use their Amazon Web Services. It's going to be a show in 2021 on regulating tech companies because both Republicans and Democrats kind of have a say in this, and they both kind of think that tech is needed to be looked into. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I've always thought that children lose when it comes to divorce. Probably the hardest. I know you're saying, aww. Rob Black has a social heart after all. No, no, no. I'm just saying emotionally. Speculation is heated up that Kim 
and Kanye West, Marriage is on the Rocks. I looked it over just a little bit. This is a very strange uh, relationship in that they're really separate entities. How are you and your spouse? How are you and your fiance? How are you and your girlfriend as you're starting to practice love? Are you all one? Are you separate? Are you going to let her have a career while you have a career? Or are you going to want her to take care of the baby? If y'all make a baby, are you going to take time off to make, take care of baby so she could pursue it? This is a good, you know, this should be good Christmas conversation instead of COVID and Trump. With a combined net worth of $2.1 billion, there's a lot of do-re-mi to haggle over. And attorneys have never met a haggle that they don't like to bill on. Biggest assets are independently owned and operated businesses, so there's not that much to haggle over. And it's the third marriage for Kardashian West. Who knew? I forget those little pop culture pop-ups, so to speak. The pair have had separate income streams since their 2014 wedding. Things get a little bit more complicated because they have some real estate. Little Kanye prenup call. (laughs) No. They've got a $30,000 bathroom sink. Who gets that? That's what I want to know. Who gets the Calabasas Mansion? But the Calabasas Mansion and the $30,000 bathroom sink is 5% of their collective assets. Kanye West is worth $1.26 billion because of his 100% stake in Yeezy. He gets 11% of every $200 pair of sneakers he sells. So think of that as $22 every time you buy some Yeezy Adidas's. The Yeezy brand sold about $1.3 billion of sneakers in 2019. So you do the math, and he's pulling in a nice income stream. Kim Kardashian West, though, is nothing to sneeze at. That's you. She owns KK Beauty, which is worth about $500 million. She sold about 20% of that to Cosmetics Cody for $200 million in cash last year. So she's worth $750 million. He's worth $1.26 billion. She got a big chunk of cash from Cody. He hasn't sold a percentage of his Easy brand yet. He's just a lot like Donald Trump and putting his name on something and getting the licensing revenue from it. Donald Trump has built very few buildings in his lifetime. Donald Trump has put his name on buildings that were already built or that a developer built and said, hey, can we use your name? So licensing is very, very profitable. You know another company that has done really well with licensing? Please don't get mad at me, religious, right? Playboy Enterprises. If you've ever been to Las Vegas or a casino, it could be an Indian casino, it could be a Reno casino, but I'm just trying to make this radio conversational. So I'm saying Vegas. If you go through the main lobby area and you go through the casino on the first floor and you walk through the slot machines, you'll typically see Wheel of fortune and every time someone puts money into that machine merv griffin enterprises wheel of fortune gets a piece of the action they've licensed their name onto that machine same thing with playboy same thing with kim kardashian west same thing with yeezy 
Now they're doing it with shoes and makeup, which is a little bit different than some of the things you've thought about, but it's still very, very real. So Kardashian West, Kim Kardashian, I'm going to say Kanye West and Kardashian West. Um, the only thing they really have to fight over is mortgages in Los Angeles, Miami, and Wyoming. There's $5 million in art, $4 million in vehicles, $3.2 million in jewelry, and $300,000 worth of livestock. <laughs> I love the livestock. Can you not see an attorney go, well, judge, I want to go on record saying that my client, Mr. Kanye West, likes those cows. In fact, he loves those cows. And it would be a monstrosity. Take those cows away from Mr. West. And I'm like, really? Can we, this please be on court TV? I need a distraction. I need, I need, I need, I need. But anyway, um, if they do separate, let's just say they're both going to walk away. A okay. Just throwing it out there for you. Elon Musk hit a stunning milestone. Big surge in Tesla's share price. His wealth has soared past Jeff Bezos, the richest man on the planet. How strange, tweet, uh, Musk tweeted. It was the only milestone Musk reached in the recent days. No, it wasn't the only. There's one more. Tesla was asked, or Elon Musk was asked many years ago, if it was realistic that Apple could hit Apple's, I'm sorry, if Tesla could hit Apple's valuation of $772 billion. At that time, it was 15 times as much as Tesla's. And he said in response, I may be delusional, but I think I see a clear path to that outcome. So in a matter of three years, he grew his company aggressively to get to as big as the size of what Apple was at that time, the largest company in the world. So he's passed it. Now, again, he's well off Apple's current $2.2 trillion. Its recent rally is partly in thanks to a much wide, we thought of, market rush to buy tech stocks. Even though some people are calling bubble in Tesla stock and some people are calling bubble in Apple stock. Tesla stock was up 743% in 2020. That's too much. Except for maybe it's not. Maybe Elon Musk is taking a different route to go higher than analysts are expecting. Famed investor Jim Chanosh. I know you're saying, is that Thanos? Is that the guy from Marvel? No, Jim Chanosh. And he's going to click his fingers and half the world's going to go away. But he said the company, Tesla, is worthless. What? What? It's worth $800 billion plus. According to Musk, when he reached out to Apple Chief Executive Tim Cook during the darkest days, Cook refused to take the meeting. And Chanos is saying, hey, I'm a short seller and I'm more with Tim Cook versus Elon Musk. Now, will Tesla be able to sustain their growth? It's a good question. Is it worth today its current business reflection in a mirror? No. It's all about the future. Anyhow, let's move ever so differently. Last week, the markets were up. NASDAQ up 2.4%. The Russell 2000 was up 6% to start the year off. Bitcoin was up 14% for the week. And a lot of people go, interesting. I think that's fair to say. 
Um, we had a good first week. The old conventional saw or wisdom on Wall Street is as the first week goes, so goes the year. Well, if you were to add on the first week in a day, you'd be like, uh, I don't know. It's not bad. Russell's down one-fifth of 1%. The Nasdaq's down six-tenths of 1%. The Dow down one-quarter of a percent. The S&P 500 down one-third of a percent. It's not bad. Crude oil is a little weaker saying, uh-oh, maybe the economic recovery isn't as strong as we wanted it. But I'm not going to read into that. Ten-year treasury is the real one to me, sitting at 1.1%. It's predicting better economic days ahead. More inflation, more demand to create inflation. Again, I'm boiling this all down. Silver and gold are slightly higher. Nothing dramatic. Bitcoin sits down 8% today. Up 16 17% last week, down 8% today. I get it. I get it. Do you get it? I get it. Um, Chinese self-driving technology car, NEO. Their stock hit a record high after it unveiled a new sedan and a powerful battery pack. NEO is doing something differently. They're trying to say, we're not going to be the charging station company. We're going to be the swap-out battery station company. There's an ADR. You can go out and buy shares in NEO if you believe in electric vehicles and that maybe they can get beyond China as their biggest market. NEO unveiled its first ever luxury sedan called the ET7, which industry experts see as a competitor to Tesla's Model 3. $69,200 starting price. There's a lot of government subsidies in China. The starting price without a battery pack can be leased from the company, which is the fascinating thing. $58,000 versus $69,000. It's got LiDAR sensors. It looks pretty sweet. It has semiconductors made from NVIDIA inside of it. Tesla's got more competition. It's a 150-kilowatt-hour battery pack. Improvement to the previous battery pack that they had just in November. Its claimed range is 625 miles. Everyone's trying to develop technology to lower battery costs. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The headlines are not pretty or fun. Richard Branson revealed his mom has died from COVID. My mom got COVID, was hospitalized, developed some heart damage from it. For Richard Branson, his mother developed some other secondary issues. She was 96 years old. I think that's probably one of the reasons we're not freaked out about COVID on a societal basis are like, well, nothing we could do about it. It's like old people. Well, I only know two old people, my parents. Branson said that his mother, 96 years old, died. She held on for one last victory, fighting off the virus. She expended all of her energy in the process. He's an interesting dude. I interviewed him a couple times, Richard Branson. He had Virgin Galactic takes you into space. Virgin Atlantic 
takes you across the United States um, to the UK, like Virgin Airlines in the United States. Uh, Virgin Records was a big one, which was a competitor of Tower Records back in the day. He seems to be a force of nature as an entrepreneur. His mother, who passed away, toured Germany as a ballet dancer, acted on stage in London's West End, and worked as an air hostess on the treacherous British South American Airways routes, where he kind of got into that concept of international flight. So the headlines are a little bit odd today, no? $200 billion wiped off of cryptocurrency markets in the last 24 hours. Bitcoin pulls back. Um, it was at a fresh high last week. People are interested in speculation. I would be very cautious. And I would treat it as the most speculative thing you own. But if you want to own 1%, 2%, 3% of it, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to do it myself. But I get what you're trying to pull off. But consult a broker advisor to find out if it's really appropriate for you. Supreme Court has refused quick has refused quick action on last-ditch Trump election lawsuits. Japan has found a new COVID variant. Here's what we know. The major pharmaceutical companies are saying get the COVID shot. It'll it'll still be effective. Wall Street is cautiously optimistic on Johnson and Johnson's one-dose COVID COVID vaccine which is a little bit easier to mass produce than the ones from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. Huh. Like I said, the headlines aren't exactly thrilling, are they? The New York Bar Association is investigating whether to revoke Rudy Giuliani's membership. Where's the financial headlines? Where's the beef, Mr. Black? There's, we're not really focused on it. Oh. Ben and Jerry's debuted some frozen dog treats. You know, that was inspired by bring your dog to work, which is something Ben and Jerry's kind of pushed for. I know you're saying, isn't that the cookie dough ice cream company? Speaking of cookie dough, this is the time to cue the 40-year virgin. God, please, no, God. Sex in the City is coming back to Time Warner's HBO. And are they recasting it with good-looking young teenage girls? No, no. Is it that Zoe goes to Paris? No, no. It's the original cast minus the uh, Kim Cattrall character. I know you're saying, didn't one of them, Cynthia Nixon, run for governor of New York? Yes. Do we really want to watch 50-year-old women run around New York getting divorced and sleeping with people? I'm, o- I, I, I'm pretty much so over that one. But it shows you there's a lack of creative thinking, and yet we want to see movies on Netflix and TV shows. And we continue to see almost a new competitor pop up weekly on streaming channels. There's one out there called FUBU TV, which is publicly traded, and it's all sports. It is the Megatron of sports. It's like 60 bucks a month. I'm like, they don't have what Google has. Google has YouTube TV, which is fine. But what really Google has is information about you. And the more you watch them, the more they know. The more you search, the more they know. 
It doesn't seem to make, FUBU doesn't make much sense to me. Does Discovery Plus coming out with a uh, Discovery Channel with like a lot of below decks and a lot of home improvements and Flipper or that host or don't flip that house. That makes sense to me because it's reality shows. I get it. And it's only five bucks a month, which might complement a Hulu, which is your TV shows. But 60 bucks a month for sports, I guess for a sports enthusiast, that's nothing. But they don't have the ability to cash flow that. They have to get profitable, of which the people licensing the technology or licensing the content of the financial of the sports shows, they're not stupid. They want to get as much money as possible, too. So Ben and Jerry's has developed frozen dog treats called Doggy Desserts, which will be sold at grocery and pet stores. Be careful. With the advent of recreational marijuana in California, you may get the munchies at midnight. You may go to your refrigerator and see a pint of Ben and Jerry's doggy ice cream. Yes, it clearly says doggy on it. Do we need frozen dog treats or do we need to solve this COVID thing? I, I'm with the COVID dog treats. <laughs> COVID dog treats. Let's mix them both together. But Unilever owns Ben and & Jerry's, and Unilever is one of those companies that I'm okay with. It's a food company, and you can count on like a seven-fingered hand how many, finger, how many food companies there are. You run out quickly. When you go to the grocery store, start with Coke and Pepsi and start counting what's left on the shelves. You can definitively say Unilever. And then you're like, okay, what's next? General Mills. Okay, got check. And then you start running, like, you're like, who else makes this stuff? And what brands are owned by home? If your furry friend gives you the puppy dog eyes, he may want a bowl of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Not a big story to me. But anything other than what's going on in Capitol Hill right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested more.